Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Marsha Burr-Haskell. Marsha uses her art to display her vision, her love of nature, its beauty, patterns, and incredible range of possibilities. Her love of the man-made, the power and possibilities of man's structures and their interactions with the world around them. Her love of the non-physical, the possibilities of what never existed, the emotions of the innate, the communication of that which has no mouth or external sound. Her art has led to desire to show existence through the senses and emotions and has led her to concentrate on three forms of artistic endeavor, non-representational painting, her fractured photographs, and views she captures through realistic digital photographs. Well, good morning, Marcia, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, let's start off uh, this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, Marcia. Well, until probably 10 or 12 years ago, I never even considered being an artist. Um, I was very involved in science and uh, science management, things like that. And I always Mm -hmm. considered myself something of a realist. Then I got sick and had to stop working and found that I needed Uh outlets the major outlet that I finally settled on was art. Um, discovered I was good at it. Found that it satisfied my need to do a variety of things. Um, uh, painting. Uh, I had a wonderful uh, teacher from the Cambridge Art Association, Sheila Rice, who encouraged us to experiment and try to find our own voices. And since then, that's exactly what I've done. Variety of photograph, computer-manipulated pieces, because I'd been on computers all my life. And finally, uh, just taking regular photographs, as I've done since I was 10. Well, that's amazing, although I do find that uh, a lot of people are, are find art later in life sometimes, <laughs> uh, more so than some that find it earlier. Let's talk about uh let's talk about your photographs. Where do you get your inspiration for your photographic art? Well, I start with just looking around me and trying to capture things that aren't generally noticed. I might photograph gravel or a piece of uh water flowing. All kinds of things that are not what you see at first glance when you look at something. So I'm trying to capture that as realistically as I can. Well, and Marcia, when you go out, do you make it a point that you're going out to to look for things that inspire you and take photographs, or do you just carry a camera with you, and then when you see something that uh, strikes you, you take a photograph? Or do you do both? 
Um, I don't uh, drive very much any longer, so my niece is nice enough to take me out to take photographs when she can. The rest of I have a camera with me a hundred percent of the time. It's in my pocketbook. It's next to uh, my window, and anything that I see, they're digital photographs. I can take anything and then just get rid of it if I don't like it. Well, you've taken a photograph and you like it. Then what's the next step in your process with that photograph? Um, two things. The first thing is just to adjust the size. I crop the picture to what looks interesting, and I just keep playing around with that till I have something that satisfies me. Then I start playing with the color and the sharpness and all of the other things that I would have done if I were working in film, adjusting the contrast, adjusting the intensity of the color, putting filters on, all those kinds of things. And when I get done, I have what would have been the same photograph that I printed when I was using film. Then I take that same photograph and uh, use things like the filters in Photoshop, variety of other kinds of filters, some I've developed, some I pick up from other places, and start playing with that scene as it would look if I changed the feel of it, if I were using it as a drawing instead of a photograph, all kinds of things like that to create abstracts. Well, Marsha, you mentioned that uh, this is... uh something that you got into in just the last few years, have you taken any workshops or courses or anything, or have you to just uh, kind of experimented on your own? No, I've taken several workshops, two that were particularly good. One was by Karen Roscosco um, in upstate New York, uh, and mm-hmm. she opened my eyes to a lot of the capabilities of uh, painting uh, non-representationally. And then the other workshop that had a big impression on me was uh, by Pat Dews. She is an extraordinary artist and manages to convey what she sees, but also convinces you to do your own, uh, to use your own vision. Through a number of years, I took uh, classes, various art classes, drawing, painting, working with models uh, at the Cambridge Art Association, and most of my classes were with Sheila Rice, whom I consider to be my mentor. Um, I don't know how well (laughs) she's known outside of New England, but she is a wonderful, wonderful teacher and artist, and she never let us... She never told us how to do anything. She showed us examples and said, now try and see what you can do. And it was a wonderful experience. Well, that's wonderful. It does sound like that uh, you've been uh, had the pleasure of having some really fine instructors with your art. I mean, how much time, I know you do photography and then also painting, do you do one more than the other or you do both about the same? No, I, until a couple of years ago, my back was quite bad, and I almost had to stop painting because of the way I worked. Um, 
the past year I've been doing more of it, and I do about a painting every two, three weeks. I work in acrylic, but I use a lot of texture and all kinds of things, uh, saran wrap to create texture or, or bubble wrap, uh, or sometimes just use funny uh, tools to scratch and uh, make marks. The way I finish paintings is to use pens that have either metallic ink or glitter ink or sometimes even watercolor ink to uh, finish the textures and, and the shapes to what I want instead of trying to continue to work with the acrylics that I'm the basis of my original painting. Now, is your painting mostly non-representational as well? Totally. I I don't I don't have the skill, I guess, to <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the skill to to uh do something that's realistic. Well, you just have different skills, that's all, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so uh that's good that you been able to get back and 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 doing some of your painting. Uh, on average, uh, when you start a painting, how long does it usually take you to complete one of your paintings? I, I probably spend a week. Um, I I paint for I don't know an hour a day, and then let it dry, and mm-hmm. then the next day add to it or modify it. So it's probably about a week before I switch over to using um, more detailed pen and ink. And that takes another week or so. Well, Marcia, you mentioned that, of course, you had gotten into this kind of late in life, but what was it or how did you, you know, discover art? How did that happen? (laughs) Um, When I got sick and had to retire... I needed something desperately that would keep me occupied and mentally occupied. So I started taking all kinds of courses at the Cambridge uh, Adult Education Center. I took courses in writing Uh and poetry. Um, I took a variety of different kinds of art. Anything I didn't know anything about, I took a class in. And then after about two years... Um, I had narrowed it down to the art and some writing. Um, that's what seemed to be what interested me most, and I liked the result. Well, Marcia, do you still write today some? Yes. I have some of my poetry and some of my writing, as well as a blog, on my website. I say I've got my art as well as um, all of the writing things on my website. And could you share the uh, your website address with our listeners? Sure. It's marshascreativeworld.com. There's no punctuation in there, just the words, M-A-R-C-I-A-S-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-W-O-R-L-D.com. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, I encourage the listeners to go and look at Marsha's art there at her, at her site. Well, Marcia, we're about halfway through the show, and I think this is a good place to take a commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some of the art that you have on Contemporary Art Gallery Online. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase 
Marcia Berg Haskell's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the search tab under artist, and then go to featured artists and then look for Marcia Berg Haskell's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants, so if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner tab at the bottom of the home page, and then follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer or architect or connoisseur or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in all the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or, of course, by the individual artist. And again, to view Marsha Berg Haskell's beautiful art, just click on the Gallery Featured Artist tab and then look for Marsha Berg Haskell's name. Well, Marsha, one of the pieces that you have uh, on the gallery is entitled Reflection on Water. Let's tell the audience about that piece. That's actually one of the photographs that is as taken. Uh, I like looking down at the water and finding areas where you have to stop and think, what is that? What's going on there? (laughs) And that was one that particularly appealed to me. It's gotten a number of acceptances into various shows and things. Um, And it's something that you just, as you look at it, what is it? Where did it come from? And what does it say to me? And for me, that piece says uh, water flowing with all kinds of things in it. Well, and it's a very colorful picture, too. You do like to use a lot of color in your photographs, don't you? I do. And then another piece that you have is tree in an abstract world. Yes. That one is really interesting because I took a tree that I had photographed actually from a rainforest uh, that I had visited in Alaska. And I separated out the tree and then started manipulating the background and putting in various filters from Photoshop to create both the color and the patterns. I was trying to find something that made the tree what it might look like in a totally different world that we will never see. I like having swirls. I like uh, lots of color, as you said. And this one probably went through maybe eight or ten different iterations before I had the background finalized to what I liked. Would you say that that's pretty much your normal... uh way of uh, working with your art? Um, I don't usually take pieces that are realistic and merge them. I do that sometimes, but most of the time when I'm creating an abstract, I take the entire image and start applying filters. I like to make them look as if they were paintings or as if um, the colors are varied, all kinds of things like that. Um, so that's my normal way of creating an abstract. This one was a little bit unique because it started out real and rapidly turned. Well, it very is a very interesting piece. Uh, again, very colorful and lots of swirls, as you say. Yep. 
And then another piece is Swirling Colors. Tell the audience about that piece. Well, as I've said, um, I usually don't like doing the same thing over and over again. And one of the things that I started from my drawings, um, one of the things that I'll do is just, I don't want to call them doodles because they're not that complete. I'll move uh, pens and pencils across a paper and uh, gradually fill in the page. Um, I had started with uh, those kinds of things for uh, swirling colors and then um, uh, scanned them into the computer and started applying color, uh, choosing the lines and pulling and stretching and all kinds of things like that. Uh, And what I was trying to do was give a sense of the possibilities of rainbows and what rainbow colors uh, could do in terms of tying lines together to say something to the viewer. Um, I'm hoping that it does that. There's Some of the uh, shapes are realistic. Most of them are not. Um, and that seems to be the kind of thing that I like to do. Well, they are very interesting images, and I think people will find that uh, they that the images, you know, catch their attention, and and they just want to kind of look and stare at the image because they, there's a lot going on in your images, which is just really wonderful. Thank you. When you're doing their art, is there are you is there any messages you're trying to convey to people? Probably a couple of messages. The first one is, look, don't just accept, oh, that's the same as, because it never is. Every single thing that you look at, if you look at it in detail, shows you something different. And I'd like people to start doing that in their own lives, not just looking at a piece of uh, painting or a photograph or anything like that. Uh, The other thing is that, there's so much around us that is amazing. I don't talk about God or anything like that, but I am always struck by how miraculous this world is that we live in and the things that can be done. Um, I don't very frequently uh, photograph people. Uh, it feels intrusive to me. Um, but uh people uh, photographs of people photographs of uh nature everything is has so much similarity one to the next and i'm trying to capture some of that for people to see well marcia you're so right on in that it is a beautiful world and i think all too often with the hectic pace of our modern daily lives we we forget to, as you say, you know, stop and smell the roses and, and just look at the world that surrounds us and the beauty that surrounds us. I agree. Well, Marsha, we're getting near the end of the show, and uh, I always like to ask the artists uh, for any advice that they would give to other people thinking or just recently getting into the art field. I guess the biggest piece of advice I can give anyone is keep trying. Don't do the same thing over and over again. 
keep trying new things, keep looking at art and say to yourself, how did they do that? How would I do it? And keep changing, growing. Um, for me, that that's what art and life are all about. Well, Marcia, again, that is so true, and, and I think uh, you've, you certainly found uh, a niche and uh, using your medium to expand your life, and we're just ecstatic to have your art here on Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Thank you. It, it's a wonderful gallery. I've had a number of uh, pieces accepted into it uh, in the various shows. I've got a couple that... Uh, recently have uh, had some success on your gallery. I just it, It's a wonderful place to do business with, and I thank you. Well, I thank you, and I thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Marsha Burke Haskell's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Marsha's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery online. I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, check out all of the upcoming competitions and exhibitions as well. And if you're an architect, interior designer, or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art joining the walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up today so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs>